Good day. This is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. I want to continue the conversation about confidence that we started yesterday. It is so important because there's so many self-help books. There's so many conversations about being confident. And we get it twisted. We get it confused because we focus on, okay, I just have to be confident. I have to um, believe in myself. Yes, you do have to believe in yourself. But let's talk about defining what confidence is. And I want you, if you have your journal, to also define it for yourself. I'm going to read what the the dictionary version is, but let's talk about what confidence looks like to you and what it actually looks like in the Word. Because I want to be as raw and real and purposeful in in this conversation because I don't want to brush it off as Christianese or just religious lingo to have confidence in God. But what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? What does that look like in the middle of my struggle, in the middle of um, my children going wayward, in the middle of my marriage, in the middle of me losing my job, in the middle of me being unemployed? Whatever that, in the middle of my sickness, in the middle of hearing I may have breast cancer, what is that confidence? What is that? How do I get that? And is it something every person has? And I'm going to answer that with yes. Every believer has confidence. Now, what level of confidence you're at based on your experiences, based on how much you've allowed God to Um, come into your life to guide and lead you. And I'm going to give you this example before I give you the definition. I would say 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I I, I was and probably am still a very confident person. But I was confident in me. There is a difference. I was confident that if I set my mind to something, I would accomplish it. I didn't spend a whole lot of time I always looked at it as, if I focus on it and do it, God will follow. (laughs) You see, I'm still standing, right? Because I was used to my personality type is, if I follow the steps, if I do this, and if I put my whole heart and effort toward it, which I believe is true, you will see fruit of your labor. So I killed myself and I graduated college in a five-year program in three and a half years. I, you know, I wanted to do everything quicker than the average person. So when I would start in any job, when I worked in management, whether it was Pepsi, whether it was Coke, whether it was Colgate-Palmolive, if my manager said the average person um, is successful in this job in a year or two years, guess what that triggered in my mind? Well, I don't want to be average, so I've got to do it quicker. So my, I, I turned on my confidence switch in Lisa. And then I give up my weekends, give up time with my family. I'm studying to be the best manager and the best business person over this area and division until 90 days and six months comes later. And I've done sacrifice all my personal time. And I was also the only woman and the woman of color always at my level. So there was also a different kind of pressure of, of having to prove yourself. Anybody can relate to that, whether in church, whether in your family, whether in the job. We're always trying to prove ourselves so people will recognize us as equal or recognize us for being competent, all those things. 
And what I've learned, that was a waste of my time. And I wasted time that I could have had with my family. Because when we have confidence in just ourselves, it is exhausting because all the pressure is on us to get it done, to figure it out. If something goes wrong, I messed up. And so when, when you have a mess up, it's even more burdensome because now it's all egg in your face. And what I learned when I went on the journey to really seek God real in my life, loving me, caring for me, that I switched that confidence. And I'm not going to tell you it was switched overnight. I still had to break through the spirit of control. Um, anybody else know about what control <laughs> and confidence in me? Because of my upbringing and experiences that I discuss in the book, Christian Warrior Woman as a Young Child, I learned that I could only depend on myself. And that was a lie as well. But my experiences led me to believe that. So I lived that. I didn't depend on anyone else to do anything for me. And to be honest, when I did risk that, they always fail, it always failed. So I learned to trust in, I call it me, fi, me, and me alone. And that is a lonely place to be. So if you are there today, my heart goes out to you because I'm sure you're exhausted, you're tired, and if you're a single mom, it's even worse. The pressure and the things that happen to your health, I wound up getting high blood pressure at a young age when I shouldn't have had it. All these things, migraines happen, headaches happen. Um, you know, then we won't even talk about your hormones being out of whack. There are so many things that counter us when we try to manage and control our lives, our families' lives, our children's lives. It's way too much. And we were not made to do that. So let me give you the definition of confidence. Hopefully some light bulbs are going off and you've seen in what I've just started talking about yourself in some areas in your life. So what does the dictionary say about confidence? The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. Um, confidence, some synonyms are trust, belief, faith, credence, conviction. Also, another one is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. A feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. And so what I mentioned yesterday was that when we put our confidence in God, we put our confidence based on what the word says. But I want to give you another key of why I want you to be confident in God. You are here today hearing this message, but you are in the place you are right now. And you have experiences that God has brought you through. And God, you have examples in your life right now, no matter how bad your struggle is, no matter how many bad things happened. God, you, I want you to think and I want in your prayer, I want you to have the Lord give you revelation and for you to see how many things God brought you through in spite of your choices or your control or you're trying to fix it, that God still held you 
together through it all. And so when we talk about where we can get this confidence from, one is our past. What God has done for us before, he will do for you again and then more. Okay, so I'm not talking about confidence that, oh, I just have to put it out there and think some in the atmosphere it's going to fall on me. No, when you're praying and you're thankful to God, you've got to first be thankful for where you are this moment. Because, believe it or not, your circumstance could be worse. Your children could be without a mom. You could be homeless. You could be seriously ill. There are so many different things. So when we talk about confidence, and I have personally prayed, um, if you, for those who don't know, I have a birth son and I adopted two different children two different times as a single parent. And I remember in my struggles um, as a single mom with corporate and wondering, there was getting layoffs and different stuff. And when I was praying, I had to say to the Lord, you know what, God, you made it possible for me to adopt two other children along with my son. And you have blessed me to give them a great life, to give them things that I didn't even dream about having as a child. So I know whatever's going to happen and how sketchy my future or this position or whatever is going to be, I believe in my heart that you will make a way for me to provide for my sons. Because they're not only my sons. The Lord had told me prior to this when I thought about leaving corporate, and I said, what am I going to do? And the Lord said, remember, they're my sons as well. And so you may feel like a single mom, if everything is on you, no. God is for you as well. It's not just you and you alone. God is the one who is upholding you, who is keeping you secure, who is keeping your children safe when they're at school, who is going to bless you with being a provider as long as you keep your eye and your hope and your promise and confidence in him. Whether you look at David, whether you look at Solomon, whether you look throughout the Old Testament, one thing the Lord has always required of his people, to follow my word and to not worship and follow um, pagan um, idols and things that go against the spirit. And so when you make that decision to be in that position, your confidence has to be raised. Does that make sense, ladies? I want you to be thinking right now about what you've been blessed with. And believe it or not, some of your struggles, you're going to see in years to come was a blessing as well. It's hard in the midst of the struggle to see that it was a blessing. What I learned when I got divorced and I was a single mom, I learned that I had a strength that I would have never learned I had if I didn't have that experience. Does that mean, oh, well, that was experience I want to have? No, but you learn things about yourself. When the rubber hits the road and you've got to put the food on the table or the money in your bank account and the Lord gives you an idea of a business or an idea of how to increase your income, 
You would have never did that unless you were spurred by desperation, spurred by maybe that fear led you into that faith. But you gain a courage, and when you're gaining that courage, a confidence comes with it. And that confidence comes with, you know what? The Lord brought me through this month. Lord, I'm putting my trust that next month I'm going to be good. Then the third month, wow, or maybe it's a physical healing. Lord, the doctor says that there's no cancer in my body. Soon as you hear that, whether it's next month or the next test or whatever, every day you remind your body that I'm cancer free and I'm praising God and I'm holy and I am his temple and he abides in me. And you, and you come up with whatever the words is that you need to build up and feed your confidence, your faith, your trust, and to know that God is always faithful in what he says to us. So I want to read these scriptures to you that talk about the confidence talks about confidence and how we should we should build on that and know that God is just waiting for us to choose to give him our lives, to give him our troubles, to give him our problems. And someone before I read the scripture, you know, Lord always gives me someone that I really admire in the Bible, and, and it would be an awesome story for you to read. And you may say, oh, well, Lisa, I, I know the story. But a lot of times when you read the Bible, different details, very subtle details, will come out to you to be more meaningful than the main sometimes theme of the story. And I'm going to use Ruth as an example. And if you don't know the story, please do read the book of Ruth. It's pretty short and um, it's very encouraging. And, and what the key that I would say today from a confidence standpoint is I said when I was driving today, I don't understand where Ruth outside of God could have gotten her confidence to follow Naomi. And why I say that is because her experience with Naomi had not exactly been great. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, was killed. Her two sons, Malai and Kilion, they were killed. She was a widow, no children. And when you're a, a woman, especially back then, women alone with no man, no head of household, you're very susceptible to being taken advantage of, abused, you know, whatever else that could possibly go wrong when women are uncovered. But yet, she followed her. She followed her to her homeland. And she did that because of love. The one thing she had confidence and knew was that she loved her and she loved whatever life that she had displayed before Ruth. It was convincing enough to make her follow her to a homeland where people would probably discriminate against her, not treat her um, very well. But she went back home with her, and Naomi was pretty depressed. So the other thing was why I say love was because she went with someone, not for what that person could do for her, but what she could do for that person. 
you know, young, single and no children and your husband died, people would advise you, you need to be around other young people. You need to go and, you know, find another husband. But Ruth chose to help heal and mend and take care of Naomi. And by her displaying that love and not worrying about what man or what money or or what she was going to get later, she did what was she knew in her heart was the right thing to do. And by doing that, what was the man that found her, Boaz? What was the first thing he talked about? Was her character, her hard work? What was she recognized for? You have a gift that God has placed in you. You don't have to chase someone or something or some dream. God already has it done for you. You have to display the love of God that's in your life because you are his temple and he abides in you and you abide in him for all things. So let me share these scriptures with you, which feeds into the first one. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. 2 Timothy 1.7, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. You are the one who put me together inside my mother's body. And I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous. Of this, I have no doubt. And that's the CEV version. Proverbs 3, 6. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. That one is, what is Proverbs? Words of wisdom. We need wisdom with our confidence. We can be confident and say, I think the Lord wants me to do this and just go out there and start doing stuff. But we need to seek his will. We seek that in prayer. We seek that in his word. And we seek that in doing nothing. As women, we keep ourselves so busy. and We're always moving, moving, moving. But I want you to be quiet before the Lord. I want you to take time in your evening, whether it's with background music or before you pray, but just to sit before God. Sometimes you need to turn off the TV. And spend time with God because you have to look at your investment is the investment in that TV show going to bring you answers that you need today. Whereas if you sit before God. What does the scripture say? He will show you which path to take. Proverbs 326 for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Many times the Lord has told me to do something, and I was like, uh, what? 
I don't think I could do that. And the Lord has said it again. I'm like, well, I'm going to wait for another sign. Oh, yeah, he sends a second, a third, and a fourth, and a fifth. And I'm still thinking, how in the world is this going to work? I, why am I asking that? Because I can't see how I can make it work. You see, that spirit of me, fi, me is back again. I can't see how I can make that work. It's not about what I can see. It is about what he is doing. And I can't see what God is doing. And we also have to shake off. And I had to convict and repent of this myself. I think sometimes, whether it's churches or ministries, we almost make ourselves equal to God in thinking, well, we can ask for it, and the Lord's going to provide it, and we're going to tell the Lord, and blah, 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 like he is there just to provide our every need and will and our dreams and desires. No, we want to share them with God, and we want to wait on God, but we also want to wait on the counsel. That is why we have a Holy Spirit. That is why we need wisdom and to seek his will. His will may not be our will. Can I say that again? His will may not look like our will, but what I will tell you, if you trust his will, you will get more than what your little brain can think of as your problem being solved. You may want a bill solved. Well, the Lord may be giving you an idea for a business to start that will not only take care of you, but might take care of your children and your children's children. But you're just focused on the narrow I got to pay this one bill this month. The Lord is looking at your life and your family's life for generations. He's not looking at one-offs. He's looking at the whole problem and the whole life. Okay? I hope this is making sense. That when you hear the enemy give you words of, well, the Lord won't come through, we have to remind him, the Lord is coming through for me and my family not just this situation. Psalms 138.8, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the words of thine own hands. 1 Corinthians 2.3-5, I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only, say it again, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I ask you today to decide to be a witness for Jesus Christ. I advise you to seek and receive the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can shake and shift your life, your family's life for generations to come, and that you put your confidence and you understand what your definition of confidence is after this teaching, that how can you grow and look at where your confidence is today and where it needs to be, and that's where you begin to seek. 
Does that mean that hearing this, you are now there? No, you are now at a place that you are starting. And I will use a perfect example for you when you are trying, if a person wants to be a bodybuilder or wants to be a dancer, do they just show up at the tournament or show up at the match and say, I'm here? No, they prepare. They um, work out. They put the right foods in their body. They exercise. They stretch. They make sure they're flexible. They make sure that when they show up for this challenge and this meet, that they have prepared themselves and that they're ready, that they have practiced and practiced and seeked help from other people on how they did it. And then they change their routine and practice again. Well, when we are on the road of faith and confidence, it is learning on the journey. It's learning every day. How do I add strength to my spirit? In my prayer time, in understanding the word, who do I want to listen to that's going to encourage me and keep me fed and keep me on a path that I don't have to rely on my own strength, but that I can move and breathe and act in the strength of God. We need daily to be building ourselves up. We'll call it daily bread. What is your daily bread and your daily drink consist of that's building your spirit and increasing your power through the Holy Spirit? That's what my prayer is for you. I thank you for this time that you've shared with me. I pray that every word that I have shared today, the Lord puts an imprint on your heart and on your mind, and, and that today the renewed mind brings that power, brings that conviction, brings that confidence that you need to move away confidence in me, find me, and put your confidence in the right, right place. Repent and receive his love. Love you. And the Lord is waiting for you to give him your confidence. Have a great day. Be blessed.